As I said this morning, it'd be good to have your bulletin and on the back, well, for this morning it was in the middle, but on the back tonight, just so you know where we are. And that allows me to stop wherever we get to in time, not at the end of a subject. And we can keep on keeping on <laughs> moving through this section. Um, <clears throat> it's called the Olivet Discourse. Why? Because... It was on the Mount of Olives. Quite a few things happened at the Mount of Olives. And um, <clears throat> the Lord ascended from the Mount of Olives, didn't he? They stood there and the angel said, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus will come again. And he comes to the Mount of Olives. You know, we're talking about the Brook, Brook Kidron the other day. Pastor McConnell was preaching on that on two services. And... When the Lord comes, he's going to split the Mount of Olives that way and the brook Kidron, Kidron runs that way. And, and the wall of the city is that way. The east, get the picture <laughs> and visualise that in your mind. When the Lord's feet touch the Mount of Olives, Zechariah tells us it's going to split in two and the great valley will go from Jerusalem down to the Dead Sea and the river will flow through there. So Kidron will be incorporated <laughs> with that stream that runs down to the Dead Sea and refreshes the Dead Sea so that fish swim around in it. Certainly not right now. And so <clears throat> I just thought of when, when Pastor McConnell was preaching it, I was thinking of all these different things. That, uh, and Solomon's got a little, or in remembrance of Solomon, I think, I don't know if you've been right there in the Kidron Valley, just outside the Eastern Gate, right down in the right down in in the Kidron Valley is a remembrance to Solomon a little thing set up it, I didn't go down to it we didn't get time but it stands probably about 15 foot tall and it's a square thing like with pillars and things <clears throat> that probably be broken open too <laughs> fall, fall into the ditch that the Lord forms at that time hasn't happened the Mount of Olives still together so it's yet, yet to happen well we come to this portion of scripture we got right into the middle of this last time we're looking <clears throat> at the attempted destruction of Israel we looked at the attempted deception of the world verses 4 to 14 in Matthew 24 then the attempted destruction of Israel 15 to 51 of chapter 24 we saw Israel scattering the flight of the saints of the Jewish saints at that time the fury of the storm at that time 21 and 22 and the folly of sinners at that time 23 to 20 26 and now Israel's savior we got to this chapter 24 verse 27 to 31 the speed with which he will return is spoken of in the portion of scripture we're at or oh, in verse 27 as lightning cometh out of the east it's in a flash and many people have misinterpreted or misunderstood that behold I come quickly and they think that's soon no when he comes he'll come quick <laughs> and like lightning it flashes and it's gone and as we said last week from my understanding of the science of it lightning goes from the ground up we look at it and we think it's coming down but it's so quick that it's going up and so I've had a look at still shots this week and the the biggest part of the lightning is went down the ground and it gets skinnier as it goes up. But the branches seem to go down. 
But anyway, you can refute that if you want. Go on to the go on to Google. It's the gospel. <laughs> False. <laughs> now, if you want to fix your car, go to Google. But if you want to know spiritual truth, go to scriptures, <laughs> and you, you'll get the answer. So I'm not advertising Google or whatever the the other ones are. The speed with which he will return. We have we notice the slaughter that will accompany his return in verse 28. For wherever the carcass is, there will be the eagles. There will the eagles be gathered together. It's an awful, an awful time. Such as never was nor ever will be on this planet. This day of Armageddon and the sickle will be put in and we spent most of our time looking at Revelation 14 where the Lord thrust in the sickle harvest time for the world for the wicked world and <clears throat> the field is Armageddon Revelation 16 verse 16 the fowls are invited to the supper wherever the carcass is gathered to, together or carcasses, there will the eagles be gathered together. And in Revelation 19, verse 17, the fowls of the air are invited to the supper. That's referring to the same thing. That's in Revelation 19, verse 17. In Revelation 9 and verse 16, it is said a, a number is given of those that come from the east to this terrible battle of 200 million men. And when John wrote this, he would have just, how? There's not that many people around alive in that time. And they didn't have to, they did, they did do census, didn't they? They did census at that time. But that was in certain areas. But we today can do them worldwide. And uh, China has boasted an army from the east. That's just China, China alone has boasted an army of that many already that they can get together. And that's an, a massive army. <clears throat> Immediately after, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give its light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they, sh and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds of one heaven, one end of heaven to the other. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word uh, so put for us to understand and not to be ignorant concerning these precious, wonderful, pertinent, powerful truths. Bless them to our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> The sign that will accompany his return, if you're looking at the outline, verse 29 to 30, the signs that will accompany his return. First of all, the ruination of the world system. The sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give its light and the stars shall fall from heaven. So here is about the ruination of this world system. The truth will dawn... And the devil's dupes realize too late. 
Those who are deceived and duped by the devil will be here to see the reality of Jesus coming. Literally to be seen by men, all men. Every eye shall see this occasion. They would rather be branded than believe the Bible, would they not? And that's exactly what will happen. They will be branded with a number. And unless they are branded with a number, they will not be able to buy or sell. And it's pretty well stitched up now, isn't it? They could do that tomorrow to us with credit cards and all the numbers they've got on us. They just haven't got the number on us. <laughs> they've got the number in our pocket. That doesn't mean to say I won't use a credit card. I still use it. <laughs> if they want to be silly enough to allow me six months interest on a, lot of, a few thousand dollars, I'll use it. They get, us, they get at us every other which way, don't they, in the, the banks. But these people branded. Now, you, look, you have a look around tomorrow. If you go down Dean Street, Christmas shoppers are out. What do you see on a lot of people that they're willing to do now? I think it's almost branding, isn't it? Tattoos all over them. Evil-looking things. People are willing to do it to themselves. They'll say when things get a bit haywire and things go a lot more wild than they already are with terrorism and all the threats like that, yep, let's just do it. And anyone that doesn't do it is an enemy of the state. Stick out your head or your hand and we'll mark it for you. They're willing. And, uh, and <clears throat> the rise in tattoos is, is phenomenal. I remember when it used to be a big thing. And then it died right out. Then it's come back with a fury and with all these marks. And to, to see a man, particularly a lady, that's white-skinned like us with dark tattoos, you say, what are they thinking? They're going to get old and just look at that. But they'd rather be branded than believe the, the truth of the scripture. Branded is in Revelation 13, 14 to 18 with the mark they would rather believe the devil's sign than the saviour's sacrifice in second thessalonians and then shall the wicked one be revealed from heaven with all signs and lying wonders they would rather believe that than the saviour's sacrifice for their sins how the heart of man is grown hard They'd rather trust their own works than the Saviour's work. This is talking about religious people. For by grace we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And here on this day of revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and the ruination of the world system, they will sit back in awe and anger that this has happened. There will be religious people, what's left of them that Antichrist hasn't killed off already in the destruction in Revelation 17. But <clears throat> they'll be there, but they trusted their own works and their works cannot save them. They would rather elevate science than the scriptures. Isn't that true? In all of our learning institutions in this world, they would rather elevate science. We've had folk visitors that have said recently, 
I'm a, I'm a such and such. <laughs> John's pretty quick. <laughs> I heard him giggle. <laughs> Someone declared this just recently. They might have said it to you. He was asked, where did you learn or do your Bible study? At Charleston Uni. <laughs> Sorry, but who was the lecturer? <laughs> An unsaved Jew. <laughs> what? Why would you go? What did you learn? And you only had to talk a little while and you realised what they hadn't learned. And what they did learn was very wrong. And they ev elevate in our institution science above scripture. They look at a person and will quote the Bible to them and say, you're back in some century of many hundreds of years ago, you need to get with it. Yeah, <laughs> just hang on a bit. Wait till this happens. Then we'll look at you and say, now who's with it? The person that studies the scripture. The person that knows the Bible. If you honour the Lord in studying the word, he will honour you. It might take decades, but he will honour you throughout life and in the end at the day of reward. They would rather humanise the scriptures than fall humbly before the Saviour and let the scriptures speak to you. We are not to speak to the scriptures. We are to read the word of God and let them tell us what we should believe. Very important to let that happen. We are not to go there and say, I think this verse means. And to spiritualize or allegorize the scripture is to do that to it. We let it tell us, not we try to put it into the verse. They would rather believe evolution than the eternal word of God. God will shake them to the core of their being. The sun darken, the moon darken, the stars fall, and the heavens shake. <clears throat> if you were one of the Greens persuasion, there are a lot of them, well, there's at least 10%, because 10% vote for that party, which didn't used to be at all. And you're there on that day. What will you say? God's just burned everything up. All the green grass, all the trees, all the fish in the sea are dead because the seas turn to blood. Total ecological destruction. It's, it's, I mean, what more can you do? And, the, and most of the cows and animals dead too. Extinction, mass extinction will happen. That's what it says in the scripture. You'd think... When that sort of thing happens, now my version is a bit different to Brother Wick's. <laughs> I mean, not the interpretation, not this bit, but the other bit, but that men would just fall down before a holy and a righteous God and say, forgive me, I didn't see it. What do they do when, they, when this happens to them? Praise God, as Hebrews 12.28 says, we look for a kingdom... Christians look for a kingdom which cannot be shaken. This is a shaking of this world. We've got a kingdom that's not going to be shaken. We trust in the Lord's kingdom, not in this world's kingdoms by men. The revelation of this world's saviour 
is then seen there <clears throat> as he comes in the brightness of his glory. In verse 30, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. This is their reaction. All the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. All the tribes of the earth that are left, huh. knowing that from, from Revelation, majority of them are already have been killed. But they mourn. As you, if we had time, we go to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, and there is a mourning there. It's a mourning of the Jewish people. They shall look upon him whom they have pierced and shall mourn. What sort of mourning will the Jewish people have? A repentant mourning. Oh, that we had believed you the first time you come. Oh, that we had recognized you as our Messiah. Oh, that we'd let you establish your kingdom because you allowed your people to preach it. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> Go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom, said the Lord to them, two by two. But I believe the morning here of the nations is not the morning of repentance. I think this is a morning of regret, of rebellion, of sorrow because they didn't get their way of remorse because someone has come and taken that which they wanted themselves, the devil wants it too, the world, and all the peoples on it. That's the sort of mourning we, receive, we see here when the Lord arrives to take this planet. Why do I say that? Well, let's turn to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7, right at the start of Revelation, and then we'll look at the middle of Revelation and see the mourning of these. Revelation chapter 1. <clears throat> And verse 7, where we read, And behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also who pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail, wail, mourn. It's the same thing, same event that we're talking about <clears throat> back there in Matthew. Shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. There's those who pierced him who are the Jews... <laughs> They mourn, is uh, Zechariah chapter 12. And the kindreds of the earth wail because of him. If you go to chapter 11 and see the reaction of the unsaved world, the people that have got the mark, that have followed the devil, dupes of the devil, and see how they react. Verse 15. And we read there, and the seventh angel sounded, and there was a great voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. I've written down here, Handel's Messiah. And the four and twenty elders who sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. Representative of the church saying, We give thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, who art and whilst and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee great power and hast reigned. Over this world, of course. That's what the context is speaking about. And the nations were repentant. Does it say that? Angry. The, the, the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. 
and the time of the dead, that they should be judged. And thou shouldest give reward to thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them that destroy the earth. And I have a difference with Brother Ecob right here. <laughs> we can do that, can't we? And um, I believe that the Old Testament saints are raised at the end of the tribulation. He said they're all raised back when the Lord was raised. It said many of the saints that slept were raised. That's not all of them. But I think at this time, this is all of the, the whole lot of them will be. And give reward to the servants, the prophets. Now, he could argue, well, the reward is not the raising. Okay. <laughs> to the saints, to them that fear thy name. So there's a different reactions, isn't there, when the Lord comes. In brightness and splendor and outshines the sun, he comes and the nations were angry. When will a person give up? Have you known some stubborn people through all their life? They resisted the truth. And they keep on resisting right to the grave, right to their deathbed, where as a pastor you have, I don't think it's a, it's a sort of a privilege to be able to testify to them, but the angst to see them stubbornly refuse the gospel. On their deathbed, they know they're dying, they've got a week to go. And you talk to them, and in defiance, because they can't talk, they've usually got a breathing tube down their neck. And they, you talk about the gospel and they're shaking their head like this. They're about to meet their maker and go out into eternity and that's the way they react. People haven't changed, have they? And people won't change after seven years of hell on earth with all the troubles and tribute, with the Bible being literally fulfilled day after day with all these things... And they get angry when God turns up to rightfully claim what is rightfully his. How hard is the heart of man? How desperately wicked are people? And, and you know people and you know the hardness with which they have resisted you. You know family members that have resisted you to, to the biblical truth. Oh, to God that they would humble themselves under the mighty hand of God and get saved and not get angry. Now, how many people have got angry with you when you testify to them? Yes, his brightness will dim the midday sun. And you say, oh, it couldn't be so. And when Moses was up on the Mount of Transfiguration and the Lord put his hand toward Moses so that it didn't fry him or whatever, the brightness was so bright. When Jesus was glorified before the disciples in his glory... They were there stunned, weren't they? And when Jesus comes again in all his brightness and all his glory, every eye shall see him. You say, impossible? Hey, man can do that. What more can God do? <laughs> if there can be, you know, cameras trained in Jerusalem on the coming of the Lord, the Messiah, it could happen that way, but it could miraculously be that the Lord just does it for everyone to see in some fashion we don't understand. You know, we, we haven't got everything worked out yet. <laughs> down on planet earth the sound that will accompany his return is in verse 31 back in the book of Matthew and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the one end of heaven to the other praise God there's still some believing people praise God there's still those that trust him <laughs> now <clears throat> what's the sound that will accompany his coming the sound of a trumpet 
Now, what false doctrine has recently come out, and is all over the internet, about this one? <laughs> they're every they're, they're coming out because we've got access and they've got access to the internet and can put it up. Well, the trumpets, see? In the middle of the tribulation is when the Christians disappear. And I'd say, well, this is not the middle, is it? <laughs> this is right at the end. This is when the sun of righteousness turns up. But they get the trumpets mixed up and they say one trumpet is the same trumpet. They're all the same trumpets. Is this the same trumpet that the church hears? Back in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. Let's have a look at the trumpets that are mentioned in these verses. Chapter 4 and verse 16, and it's talking about the Lord coming for those that have died in Christ and for those that are living for Christ at the time he comes for his people. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the what? Trump of God. Back in Matthew chapter 24. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. The trump of God and a trumpet. Different trumpets. <laughs> different trumpets, different time. The um, <clears throat> angels on the trumpets in Matthew and the trump of God there in First Thessalonians. That's just a thought. The sound of the trumpet. This trumpet will cause the outcast of Israel, the believing remnant, the third that are left of them to be regathered. It says that he will gather together his elect from the four winds of the earth, or from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. He will gather them. They've got mortal bodies and they need to be transported. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60. God's got it all worked out. <laughs> In, uh, where were we? Isaiah chapter 60. <clears throat> and see that these are gathered at the sound of the trumpet. They'll be gathered as the sheep to the judgment. Living individuals. Mortal bodies. And if you've got a mortal body and you try to whip it around the other side of the earth in a second... It won't work. If you've got an immortal body, that can happen. But not with a mortal body. There are limitations. Remember <laughs> reading about people when the car vehicle come out, the, 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 you get in the car and go 60 miles an hour. What did, they, what did people who are riding horses think? You're going to bust apart if you go that fast. You just can't move that fast. <laughs> but now we move them along at 3,000 kilometers an hour in the jets and they still don't bust up they, they get some pressure on them but they're in a confined space that's controlled um, <clears throat> that's in a mortal body but here in chapter 60 verse 1 says of Isaiah arise shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee it's talking about the Lord's coming that we're talking about in Matthew 24 and go over to verse, or down to verse 2 next. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. He's talking to Israel. This is in Isaiah, remember. And the nations, or Gentiles, shall come 
to thy, thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising, to the brightness of the Lord's rising and establishing his kingdom. Lift up thine eyes round about and see, and gather the, and all gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. This is the gathering that's spoken about in Matthew 24 and 31. That shall gather together his elect. They shall gather at the sun's rising. Now, you can read all the other verses if you wish in your time but go down to verse 8 now <clears throat> who are these that fly like cloud like a cloud and like the doves to their windows who those that have been gathered and <clears throat> we read on in verse 9 and uh, surely the isles shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish First, to bring my sons from afar. How will they be brought home to Israel? The Lord speak them over there from here and everywhere else? No. On ships. The ships of Tarshish. Oh, that's not the one. There's a, that's a good one too. But the, re, the recent one that's just been printed, Brother Weeks was reading when he was at our house. He just got it. He said, Brother... Look at this. I said, yeah, I've already read it. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, Brother Ekov's done all the Tarshish studies of where Tarshish is mentioned in the scripture, and it's an excellent. The Lord's... Oh, there it is. Hold it up. There. there. Someone's reading it. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> it tells you the, about who are these ships of Tarshish? What is Tarshish? And uh, if you... I'm not going to tell you. I've already told you before, but go read that little book. I would love to have got that together, but Brother Ecob did a better job. Um, <clears throat> shall be the ones that bring the... Sh and I can get a lot from that verse. I can say, who is it? What country is bringing them home? When the Lord regathers them, all the ones that are left after the tribulation, only a third of them. From other countries, not all of them are back there now, and there's probably a lot more than that we don't know about. We're bringing thy sons home. What country will do that? But ships, ships have either nuclear engines or diesel engines. Do you mean to say the Lord is going to pollute, allow this pollution to continue by using diesel engines? I get this, that the Lord in the beginning of the millennium is still going to use the vehicles we have now. And we're not killing the planet. We're not causing the problems that are around now because the Lord's going to use that right at the start. I mean, if you want pollution, turn up after the tribulation. The sun will be darkened by the pollution of the atmosphere. The moon will not shine because of so much dirt and dust and atomic explosions all over the place that it will be a terrible place to live. Look at some of the countries, look at China and some of their capital cities now, some of their main cities. It's just so smoggy, you wouldn't, they've all got masks. Wait till all the volcanoes and the earthquakes and the tsunamis and the warfare that goes on at the end at Armageddon. That will be pollution. But the Lord is going to bring these people home. They will... Now you have to get a bit imaginative in verse 8. They will fly, or who are these that fly like, like? 
a cloud and like doves to the windows. And I've, I've said it just recently, but how would you imagine Isaiah lived 2,700 years ago explain what he saw in his vision? Seeing an aeroplane take off with the roar of the jet engine seeing it take up and come like out of the clouds and then it lands on the ground and all these little people pop out of the belly of this big beast (laughs) what would he what is this thing (laughs) that's what I think and if that be the case jet engines are going to be used in the millennium or the start of it with their guzzling fuel polluting the atmosphere burning 80 tonnes between one engine one jumbo jet burnt from here to America uses 80 tonnes of oxygen. And you know who rides those jets? All the greenies. <laughs> That's what I can't get. As one commentator said the other day, how dare they try to say, you know, we're polluting the planet. They're the guys that are running around and using these things. They're the ones that are eating the grain that's made by diesel engines and harvested and planted with it. You know, it's the hypocrisy of it all. Even unsafe people are saying that about them now. Now, if greenies are watching this, they'll probably be throwing rocks and eggs and tomatoes, but they're not hitting us yet here. I love the scriptures. As you read through them, you can see it leaps off the page. God will bring his people back. And there there will be joy in Jerusalem like there has never been joy in Jerusalem. You know, there was great rejoicing. I think the greatest rejoicing in Jerusalem was when Solomon um, dedicated the temple and the hundreds of thousands of sacrifices that were given at that time. There was great and wonderful joy when they got spiritually right with God. When they really get spiritually right, the whole nation, what's left of them, then there will be rejoicing. When the olive tree is grafted back into the original stock in Romans chapter 11, verse 20 to 25, there will be rejoicing. And this planet will not know the blessings. It has not known the blessings that it will know then because it will be as Acts and Matthew speak about the regeneration of this world. With the mess that's there, will man be able to solve the problem? No. God the Lord Jesus, I think, will have to speak it back to existence as it should be to be habitable because it will almost be totally annihilated with the things that happen. The flood did a, a terrible thing, but the fire, as Peter talks about it, that's coming will even decimate it more than the flood. What about all the unsafe people around? Let's think about that. There's a whole lot of people our friends and our family that may face this if it happens in our generation. If they don't get saved, if they don't turn to the Lord today or tomorrow before that. You know, it's exciting for us to look at it, but it's shocking to think of what will happen to those that are left here, what they'll have to go through. They may get saved through it, Sometimes it takes a heavy hand. Some awesome, awful things to happen to people to cause them to repent. Many grow hard. 
some will turn, well, multitudes will turn because it says in Revelation 7, where are all these people from? Multitudes, multitudes. They come out of the great, great tribulation. So praise, keep praying. Pray that God would save souls as the seed is sown. Whether now or then, if they get saved, they're going to be in heaven eventually. <laughs> Even if they have to go into it to experience it hurting physically but being saved eternally pray to God that that happens to them keep sowing the seed Christmas time is the time to send a card with the message of the gospel plainly given it's not offensive usually give them out to people it might be our last Christmas we don't know if we get there that far but <clears throat> just reading these books and brother weeks I said he was, he was sitting on our couch, <laughs> you know, as a spiritual man does, grunting when you get a good bit. <clears throat> you know, that's good. Love that. Brother, have you seen? You know, I can't do an American accent. <laughs> I said, yeah, it's good, isn't it? And uh, it's encouraging, exciting. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. How wonderful it is comparing scripture with scripture about the same event in books that were written thousands of years apart, but all by the hand of God, through the prophets and servants of God. Lord, bless our hearts as we go, and we can rejoice because this is not for us to go through. But we can be sad because we have friends and particularly family members that may face this. Lord, I pray that we'd give, you'd give us each one wisdom on how and what to say to those that are lost. That they might turn to you and be saved through the preaching and the testimony of the gospel. We ask and pray that you'd guide us. Be with Brother Ecob as the door opens to China in this last week. Pray for Brother Short who takes car bootloads of Bibles into China and they look in the boot and they can't even see them. Our Lord, this must be your hand to get them in. Our Lord, North Korea. It would be wonderful for a North Korean to see it and come and get trans or a Korea, South Korean, to get it translated into their language that they might have the opportunity too. Lord, thank you that you are willing to open the door to atheistic countries to turn them to the word of God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless for your glory and praise in the salvation of souls. In Jesus' name, amen.